1: Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do you go? Where do you
2: go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Auburn Live recruiting show. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, senior recruiting editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you know you're missing out. Half price right now, man. Jump on there and, and and get on board with the Auburn Live On 3 crew. We are going to talk a lot about a lot today. A lot go. to talk about, a lot to digest, a lot to unfold. And here to help me do it all is Jay head and Mr. Cole Pinkston. mister Jay J-Head, how you doing, big dog? I'm doing good, brother. How about you? It's a Friday, and it's an away game. I'm pumped.
0: Yes.
2: Bow season starts next weekend. Ooh, and you've had some
0: nice weather. Woo.
2: Oh, yeah and it was 48 this morning or yesterday morning it was 51 this morning
0: man that's perfect to get out there on the stand
2: of course it's 84 by three o'clock
1: but yeah go peace how the hell are you big dog i'm good man i'm good, Just I'm trying, good man. Uh, you know of course trying to make it in time for the podcast other than that <laughs> day, daycares can be unreliable oh gosh no, do not get me started that's hey. I, I feel about that like you feel about the left lane. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I feel, man. I feel about the left lane, too. <laughs> and what I love about daycares
0: is you pay for the week, even if they're not open or they can't take your kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you yeah, going to pay, gonna pay for it. Yeah. You're
2: going to pay for it. Oh, what a way to start a Friday, right?
0: Right. You know, we, we get a little bitter here, but then we move on to some nice recruiting info.
2: Well,
1: you, you can't bring me down. I'm fired up.
0: There you go. What you
1: fired up about today, Cole? I'm just – look, I mean, the look. Auburn-Georgia game? We kind of we kind of ripped the Band-Aid off, as as uh, Justin Hokinson said. So yeah. yeah,
2: he Justin did, man. Justin did. Justin Hokinson released this morning on Auburn Live on three an insider about kind of what's going on behind the scenes, and he acknowledged that Brian Harson is still the coach and could be until the end of the season, but there are some things going on behind the scenes which we all. I mean, this is no secret, man. You have to been living under a rock if this is if this is news to you but Justin touched on several different things a couple of names he's he he's heard the athletics director uh search which I think he's gotten same as Jay had earlier this week which was John Hartwell from Utah State being kind of the the leader uh, the presumed leader at least Rich McGlinn still in there as the interim right now and he is still a factor but no hire has been made John Hartwell Rich McGlynn with the two names Justin threw in there for the athletics director search Again, no surprise there. Head coaching names being thrown around should things happen. Fall through with Brian Harson at the end of the season. Of course, the timing was kind of new to me. You know, we've been here maybe the bye week. uh, Just shit, man. If Missouri had kicked the 26-yard field goal, who knows what could have happened. But (laughs) they didn't. If they had not reached the ball out, and tried to score there in overtime. Well, who knows what can happen? But they did. not However, they did. So timing is, is, to me, right now, guys. That's the more interesting question. It, it's not. It's not when. It's not if. It's it's when. Right. Right. Uh, th- I think that's what we've all come to feel comfortable about saying. We even talked about it earlier this week on the Recruiting Collins Show when Jay had threw his gloves off. <laughs> um everybody's been thinking it we're finally going to be able to say it but at this point it's it's a matter of when and and the win, to me is interesting yes and and I honestly uh i i thought that from the beginning like what's there to gain by a midseason fire and people say well you're going to throw your name in that well man dude behind the scenes if it's going to happen publicly it doesn't matter what's happening right it doesn't no. matter.
0: I mean, you can formally have more direct contact if there is an actual right, but that does not prevent people from talking to agents through phone calls or you know what have you some other conduit that's being utilized to kind of get a feel for who's interested and who's not.
2: Yeah, the feelers are out, dude. The coaching searches, the formality of coaching searches is the the the, the minimum of the actual meat of what's going on, right? I mean, that's just oh, yeah. for show. Yes. 90% of the uh, of the dealings are going on behind the scenes. So there's really not much to be gained. There is some things to be gained, but not much. So you're paying your coach, you, these players, maybe they deserve it, finish the season out, make a move at the end, and you're kind of already ahead of the curve if you're doing things behind the scenes, which... Obviously, Auburn is because Hokin's here in the here. Uh, here that, it is the wheels are turning. Let's say, yeah. C- couple of names that I can remember. Uh, of course, same guys what we heard back in February when the when the coup was going on. Uh, Hugh Freeze, Jeff Grimes. I think he threw in there Lane Kiffin, Deion Sanders. Talk about formalities. Maybe he gets an interview. I don't think either one of us believe he is the legit candidate as of today. As of today, there you go.
0: Yep. I think as we of, always have to preface everything with as of today.
2: As, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm not surprised by those names. I know Jay Head, you mentioned both of those guys in the prior weeks. Yep. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out, man. Uh, I hate it for the, the players, especially going into the Georgia game. That, that, that the more buzz, is becoming public, right? Uh, I guess that's what it is.
0: I agree. Um, and I think, listen, the, at some point you actually have to have a frank conversation about this. and yeah. you're not doing your job as media if you don't discuss what's actually relevantly happening. That doesn't mean that we don't dislike discussing it or that it's something that we wish that there was more than emphasis on the game and that these players were getting their due right now. Moving into, you know what I mean, the oldest rivalry in the South. I think that's where we all collectively, for those of us that are, you know, familiar with Auburn, would like the focus to be. But it is what it is. And that information is out there. And those are Grimes and Freeze are definitely candidates that we heard in February. Their candidacy remains the same as of today, when and if a move is made. I have not heard very much with regard to Dion, but. He obviously is somebody that is a very nationally prominent name with a very big brand, and you can see why he would be attractive. And this is what else I'll say. It is early, guys. Yeah. It is very early. The field that you are seeing right now will not be the field by the time we get to an actual opening. So pace yourselves to a degree. Realize this is the beginning of a conversation that is happening, a dialogue, if you will, about what is Going on and what could happen, not what is going to happen.
2: I think that's fair to say. I, I think if someone were, were to say, you know, as of today, I would be surprised if the next head coach at Auburn is not one of Hugh Freeze or Jeff Grimes. I,
1: yeah.
2: I, I, I would. I, if there was an opening yeah. and Auburn was going to make a hire in the next three to four weeks, I would say it would be awesome. one of those two guys. Hell, ask me in next week or you know next month. I, you know, there's no telling what happens, but right. Um, that's uh, that's kind of where we sit. I tell you, man, Cole, Cole mentioned this again uh, last week, I think, but you're not hearing that same doubt from recruits. And last week after that LSU game, man, it was uh, – Keith said it best. He felt better about Auburn after that LSU loss than he did after some of those wins earlier in the season. I had to agree with him, and so did the recruits. Yeah. You know, James Smith, Quay Russo both were there. It was a big difference from the Penn State game, the performance at least. And then you had this large group of kids up from South Florida, including Reuben, Reuben Bain, who were blown away. And Keithy actually mentioned this yesterday afternoon on The Corner. Just how big of an impact that atmosphere and it was good
1: yeah, had definitely. on
2: those recruits and you know, Ruben Bain, the four star edge from Central there in Miami, loved some Auburn. He he yeah. he loved Auburn before he ever came to that game and after that game, his his attitude, his body language, his words, his tone in which he said those words were. I mean, it, it was enough for me to 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 think. Auburn is the team to beat for Reuben Bain. And, and Keith went by or talked to Adrian Posse, you know, the, the four-star quarterback committed to Auburn. Uh, I, I've got Auburn as the team to beat for Reuben Bain. I think he loves Auburn. I really think he loves Rock Bellantoni. And a lot of a lot of things are, are pointing in the right direction for Auburn with Reuben Bain.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I was pretty uh, – I stayed on the field during the game. Sometimes I go underneath, you know, in the media room with you, Jeffrey, and watch the game there. But if it's an atmosphere like that, I mm-hmm. want a good—I want a good feel for it. Um, I enjoy it for one. Two, I want to get a good feel for it to see mm-hmm. w- what the recruits are thinking and watch them. You know, kind of watch the game because that's where I stand right there at the recruiting section. But yep. Um. Yeah, man. I, I thought Reuben Bain every time that that uh, Auburn would get some pressure, get a sack, I could see him coming out of his seat. He was just fired up. And and you've seen him tweet before, like come on, Auburn defense, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So he is interest. I mean, he is really that, – that interest is rising, and, and coming to that game only only helped that, even though Auburn didn't come out with a victory.
0: And let me ask you guys something. We've all experienced an Auburn atmosphere before, right? Like, you know what I mean? We've all been in Auburn when it's been right, and when, that's, when, Jay, when Jordan Harris rocking, and you can yep. just feel the emotion in that stadium. Think about a kid from South Florida that's never experienced that before, all right? And if you've seen Miami on TV lately, there's yeah. about 10,000 people in the stands, man. They they cannot compare with what we put on display against LSU. Auburn sold Auburn that night. And yeah. to a kid like Reuben Bain, that means something. And if you're Auburn, you want Reuben Bain because there's probably not a more polished pass rusher. I mean, look, I think yeah, – I mean, is probably the best overall prospect on our board, period. But I think Reuben is far more polished as an actual pass rusher right now, and is more ready to contribute from day one. Day um,
2: one. Ashley Williams, Cole, you watched him last night on ESPN. News. Zachary played somebody.
1: um yeah, uh, Ashley Wood Williams, Williams Woodland, Long. which was the high school game of the week. You know, uh, they had it on ESPN. U uh, Zachary, man, they're loaded. They got Eli Holstein at quarterback, the Alabama commit. They got LSU commits, Tennessee commits. I mean, every player is a D1 guy. But mm-hmm. Ashley, J-Head, I don't know if you watched him, man. He was – golly, he was all over the place. I did.
0: Um, obviously, I think me and you are football junkies, Cole, and so if I get the opportunity yeah. to watch any kind of football, I'm going to take advantage of it. Sure. First step quickness was what I saw with him. I mean, it, it it's, it's legit, really good first step quickness. or oh, the overall athleticism showed up. Yep. Um, just a really great performance by him. And, you know, you have to feel encouraged that he's a prospect that's in the fold, especially if he's a baseline, because I mean, every target that we have right now that's active on the board, whether it's Quay Russo, Ruben Bain, um, help me out here. Who's the kid from South Georgia that we're,
1: uh, Gabe Harris.
0: Gabe Harris. Yeah. You know, if he's the baseline and those guys are supposed to be better, then I, you know, and I don't know that they are. I haven't been able to see them play in person, as, you know, not the way I was able to watch him there tonight. But that, that definitely, if you were able to get one or two of those guys in combination with him in this class, that's going to do a lot for Auburn, particularly with what you're losing in the age room next year
1: yes and and really the thing about Ashley Williams and, and a guy maybe like Keldrick Falk is they're not they're not going to be you know ready to roll when they hit campus right As it, it, good as i think Keldrick Falk is i still don't think he's ready for that you know that action quite yet doesn't mean he won't be it's just that's just how it goes with some guys some guys are ready when they get there some are not and that doesn't mean one guy's better than the other Right. Uh, you know, just watching Keldrick, he's, he's a little raw when it comes to uh, playing defense. And I actually thought he was uh man. I, I actually think he'd make a fantastic tight end personally. Yeah. Uh, I don't, he's just an
0: athlete, Cole.
1: I was actually standing there during the Highland home game with um, the guys that uh, work for catapult. Are okay. You, are you familiar with catapult? Very much. So it's, it's, it, he said, you know, if you could just put the word out for us because they're not wearing bras and tell them what it actually is. Because on the picture, it kind of looks like, you know, they got the. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's got a GPS tracker in it. And that's the point of these little harnesses they wear. Right. You see, open players do it all the time. It's, it's in all their workout videos and everything else. Right. The idea here is hey, a 40 time is good, but this is the actual game speed right here. We're yeah. going to get you the actual game speed they had Keldrick Falk going at 19.5 miles per hour, I think, at one point. Whew. And, and he's 6'6", 250. I mean, he's got to be 260-plus at this point. Right. That is impressive. Because <laughs> he, huh. he was running the Wildcat, and he was carrying the ball a lot. So he got to full speed a few times. And That kind of thing, what I'm trying to say is maybe he's raw playing D-line right now. Maybe he yeah. doesn't know how to use his hands and get off of blocks that well. But that kind of talent and that kind of size is just, I mean, that ceiling is just unbelievable, and you take those guys. And I think Ashley Williams fits that category because they just decided last night, hey, um, the other quarterback they were playing against, Ricky Collins, committed to LSU. Big time, um, big
0: time player too.
1: Actually, a lot like Jaden Daniels because he runs a lot. They just said, all right, Ashley, you're going to spy him. Wherever he goes, you follow him. And he ended up having 11 or 12 tackles just doing that. So, pretty good game by him. It just showed that mobility that he has. Some people were even asking, could he play linebacker? I think he's a little too big for that, but he can run, man.
0: Well, you recruit to traits, right? You yes. know, Length, speed, quickness, twitch, you know, change of direction. These are all things that are evaluated. So, while the technical skill may not be there for some of these kids, and particularly, you know, Zachary's not a huge school. I think they're 5A in Louisiana, Correct.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: so maybe he's not exposed to, you know, the greatest coaching. I don't really know. I don't know a lot about their coaching staff. And you talked about Keldrick Falk. And, look, this is – I'm not trying to degrade to what they have going at Howland Home, but I'm a byproduct of Elba, Alabama. And I can tell you in these <laughs> little small country schools, man, you don't yeah. get the greatest technical coaching. You get good coaches. But these aren't guys that, you know what I mean, that know the ins and outs of football the way they're going to be coached when they get to the college level. So you're recruiting to those traits and what you think they can be. And I, you're right. I put both those guys in the same boat, and we would be fortunate to, to keep our land boat.
2: Sure, absolutely. Coaches are going out on the road this week. Again, tonight, Friday night, uh, at least two coaches that we know of are going out, uh, Jimmy Brumbaugh, Zach Etheridge. Jimmy Brumbaugh both going to be in, a, in in the Georgia area. I'm guessing the team is going to be staying in a hotel over there. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Brumbaugh is going to be in Mableton, Georgia, couple of stops. He's going to actually hit two schools and he's going to go back and see one game. He's going to go to Mableton, Georgia, see Whitefield Academy, Lyman, in Jafraard who has been a uh, target for Auburn for a while now. Thought Auburn led. I remember, he, was it an official visit he came to? Yeah. Said Auburn led. Mm-hmm. Well, oh no, argued, maybe that they led and he wasn't going to announce until December and then he went to Arkansas the next weekend committed when he left. A uh, big reason for that is because Arkansas was recruiting him as a defensive lineman. Auburn was looking at him as an offensive lineman. Well, Auburn changed their tactics once they knew that that was kind of what he preferred and remained in the game. So, is going to go take a look at him. He's also going to go to Pace Academy in Atlanta, which is home to a new guy we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And I've, I don't know that I've put him on the hot board yet, but Javon Ba, Yeah. Bo? Yeah. Ba,
1: Yeah.
2: Laugh? Baugh? It's spelled like laugh with a B, but it's pronounced Ba, I'm guessing. Uh, Yeah, I say (laughs) Ba. He is a four-star guy committed to South Carolina. Brumbaugh is going to go check on him, and Pace is also home to defensive lineman. 2024 guy, Heaven Brown Schuler. I think has been to a game at Auburn. Then he's going to go back and watch Jafar play uh, against Elbert County. Zach Etheridge is also going to be in the same area there in central Georgia. He's gonna to go to Eagles Landing and McDonough. McDonough. Is that right? McDonough? McDonough. 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 Yeah. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there twice now. Uh DJ Chester, man. This is a big one right here. This yeah, is goes. a big one. Auburn really likes this kid. He likes Auburn. Really need to get him in the class, and at least they're uh going all out to do so. He's been to a couple of games. I think I I think he was at Penn State Cole. I yeah,
1: I, I think he was, yeah. Uh, and Ov in June.
2: And, and yeah, yeah, he he so uh, LSU obviously still a factor there with him, but I I like now, I, I like Auburn. I, I like where Auburn sits with him. I'm not saying that they're leading, but I I feel like they're a really
1: tough competitor here. They definitely are. I, I've I've been to that school twice now. I think even once once or twice. I know I went once and talked to them and and Colton Hood who is this teammate there colton hood that's it man i knew there was another guy there i knew yes. he had a teammate colton hood and, and he's committed to michigan state his you know he, he i mean i think if auburn pushed for him pretty hard they would have a good ch- a good shot at getting him uh you know having four relatives that both all played for um auburn that's huge but uh his little brother too um colton hood's little brother brandon hood is also uh, a yeah, prospect back there yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think he's got offers from maybe Pittsburgh, Boston College, Penn State is is trying to get in there. So he's somebody that could be something moving forward, and he's a pretty good player. But yeah, DJ man, I what I learned when I went up there was that his family seems to somewhat prefer Auburn. Um, you know, that always bodes well, and and uh, it's it not up to them; it's up to him. So it, that may not be the the final destination for him. But it's always good when the family wants you wants you somewhere and it's pretty close. It's not a far drive, you know, so that's I, – I found that interesting, something I kind of found when I went there.
0: Well, and in any recruitment, and Jeffrey can speak to this better than I can, recruiting the kid is important, but whoever the decision maker is in the family, recruiting that person is equally important. Sure. Right. So, if family is going to be a decision maker for him, obviously that bodes well in our favor. But I, I think you're right. I think LSU and Florida State are probably two other teams to watch in that. Florida State. It. Yeah. There you go. Um, as far as viable candidates are concerned, for a really, really good player in DJ Chester,
1: I would um, I would throw Ole Miss and Michigan in there as well. I mean, I think I think DJ Chester could take his time and maybe even go past December, I, I, even though he is a December guy. I think he could take his time. I mean, he's he's pretty torn from what I can understand. Um, if he's not, if he doesn't go fast as ever, he's going to wait till probably the last day and make a decision. He was just at Ole Miss a, a week or two ago, and he he seemed to love Michigan when I talked to him. So I wouldn't say those two schools are out either. It's, it's just a lot of schools that he likes right now. Fair enough, fair enough.
2: Etheridge will also go to Woodward Academy, home of Demari Austin. And also uh, a bunch of 2024 guys: Miles Graham, the four-star linebacker committed to Florida. Yep. He was in Auburn again last weekend. So was Andrew Hines, the four-star edge. And then Florida State's got a commitment there from a 2024 DB and CJ Heard. Yeah, you know, four-star edge AJ Hopler, is committed to Clemson. He's a 2023 guy. Never heard him uh, as far as Auburn being in the mix, but he 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 goes to school there. So Ethers will hit Eagles Landing. He'll go to Woodward. He's also going to go to Fairburn uh, High School. And Josh, I always think of Josh Holsey when I think of Fairburn, Georgia.
1: He uh, co- he coaches at Langston Hughes, by the way. Josh Holsey. Sure does.
2: i mean yeah, yeah. I him. yeah.
1: Saw him when I went to Langston Hughes a couple of weeks ago. Didn't I didn't realize it was him. He was coaching there.
0: Boy, that explains why Zach's gotten a foothold over there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Zach's also going to go to Pace. I'm guessing him and Brumbaugh will meet up and go to Pace together. Uh, And then he will also go to Fairburn, which is, I guess, a a bunch of – sorry, Zach, I hit my mic again. Uh, The ones I could find in the database, Creekside 2023 cornerback Daquan White, 2023 defensive lineman Malik Tullis. Both of those guys are committed to Eastern Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then there's an offensive lineman, B.J. Williams, who's committed to Pitt. And they've got some 2024 guys like Caleb Holmes and Michael Borough. Oh, I think I said Ooh. that right. B-O-I-R-E-A-U, Borough. I have I have And then he, he's going to go back and watch DJ Chester, Colton Hood, play at Redan. Redan. R-E-D-A-N. Is that right? Redan, Georgia, residence? We'll go with it. Sounds yeah, good. It sounds Re- certainly not Redan. Of course it's going to be Redan. <laughs> hey, one quick thing about Reuben Bain—I I, kind of tailored uh, tapered off there toward, uh, when y'all were talking about Reuben or Gotten. But um, Camden Brown, you know those South Florida guys. I noticed after the game there was there was a lot of mingling between those guys. I mean, yeah. you South Florida, your top prospects, you know what's uh, you know who's who, and there was a uh, a lot of milling around there between all those South Florida guys. Camden Brown was there. Um, so, again, I, I think Auburn's the team to beat for Reuben Bain. And uh, there's some confidence at Auburn, too. Uh, I, there's some confidence at Auburn. He's going to come back at least one more time, according to him. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's where the coaches are going. That's who the coaches are going to see. Um, no visits this month until the end of the month. Arkansas comes to town, I think, the 29th. Yes, because
0: we're going to have Georgia, then Ole Miss next week, then a bye week. That means uh,
2: Halloween's on a Monday? I guess. Matt's hmm. <laughs> getting in my strong suit. It's the 29th is a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, it is. Monday's the 31st, baby. It's always during the week, isn't it?
1: Always, always.
2: man. Yeah. Except for two years ago, it was on Saturday. That's mm-hmm. true. Nice. You like that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Auburn at Georgia, folks. <laughs> getting 30 points before they even
1: kick off the football. I uh, I don't know if y'all saw what I put up this morning. Something that me and Keith had talked about. The, the betting lines from the last 10, 11 years. The worst betting lines Auburn's faced. Uh-huh. This is um, number two. This is this is a
2: Auburn versus FCS opponent type line.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, yes, it is. The only one that was higher than this was 2012 Iron Bowl, which was 33 points.
0: And we know what happened at the end of that season.
1: They yeah, and they covered by the way in that game. Alabama did. They did forty nine nothing.
0: Yeah, poor John John oh. Wallace in that game.
2: Forty-nine to nothing. Sure. I, I I I've forgotten about. It. I put that out of my mind. Like, right.
1: I, I put that in the article too. Hey, I know that you want to forget this, but just so you know.
0: <laughs> no, we had about as much chance as a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> With
2: no crutches. Yeah. I wonder what the
1: line will be for this game uh, for this year's Iron Bowl. Ooh. Yeah. Depending on how this week goes. If if Georgia's able to cover that spread, it'll be more than Alabama, I would say.
2: So think. and here's where I, I picked
1: I predicted my
2: score prediction was forty one to ten. And this is why that's about what Auburn lost to Penn State and that was uh-huh. at home. I'm talking about going on the road to Georgia. Not in the bet you know you're talking about a first start for Robbie Ashford at quarterback on the road. Yep. You're talking about Brandon Council.
0: <laughs> Mouth and off.
1: Dude, yeah, I had um I I don't know if y'all listen to Rick and Bubba, but I had it on on the way over. Are they uh, still
2: on in Birmingham?
1: Yeah. Oh, you live in Montgomery, don't you? I live in Montgomery, yeah. But yeah, I, I heard them. They were uh, on the radio, and they got on the topic of Brandon Council, and started talking about that. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It, it, I I can't remember all what they said, but basically what we've been saying, hey man, why why would you say that? Why would you wake? Why would you um give them a reason? <laughs> you hope that they sleepwalk into the game, right? Mm-hmm. Do Do
2: you think you're going to intimidate them? Like, wh- what's the logic here? Are you trying to convince yourself that you can compete against these guys?
0: I think probably there's some of that, Jaylee. I think he's probably psychologically he knows that this team is probably not in a great spot, so he's trying to give this sense of confidence that you know what. We know what we're capable of. We know what we can go out there and do when we execute and we do the things the right way and stay within the game plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And while I appreciate that he feels that way,
2: Yeah.
0: I've never found it to be advantageous to actually voice that opinion when you're a 30-point underdog.
1: You know what, though? I I bet. um, I, I would think that this year, of all years, if you're going to be that guy, this might be the one that it might be acceptable, at least a little bit. Because if you're Auburn fans right now and you're watching how things are going and and everything's just kind of yeah – you're in this lull and everything is just not good and and you're hoping for better and then you see, okay, the player still got some fire about him. At least that gives me something. Right. I'm glad they still got some fire about him. No, you know, they're not quitting because I, I was looking through that 2012 schedule just to find some of those those lines, and, man, it got worse and worse and worse and worse. They weren't in games with, with um, you know, quality SEC opponents. They weren't in them. <laughs> Cole,
0: from the Texas A&M game on that season, when Johnny Manziel came in here and just ran rough shot, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Dropped 63 points. Yeah. 63.
0: That team – I'll never use the word quit, but they went through the motions the entire second half. They just didn't care. From that point moving forward, it was done. They wanted no part of it. Um, They knew change was coming, and they just, you know, just completely walking through the motions. You didn't see that with this team last week. You saw a team that fought to the very end. I think a large amount of fans, and I can speak to this from a fan perspective, you feel like you've kind of been watching a funeral for like the last three weeks, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: that's that's the that's the word I was looking for. You
0: know what I mean? Like you feel like you've been kind of watching a funeral and everything's just you know when can we like pack this up and move on and you need something as a fan to kind of cling on to. You know, you you want to see a spark against against Georgia and if that's what Brandon Council is trying to do is to provide that spark for his teammates then I guess I understand it. I just probably would have preferred him to do elsewhere to do no, other things. No. And my no. guess is is that he will not be speaking to the media for the rest of the season. <laughs> but that's just, you know, me spitballing here.
1: Well, I, I think you gotta remember that that Brian Harson individually has a reputation to uphold. And he's not gonna he may not be popular with Auburn fans after everything happens here this season or whatever's gonna happen. Sure. You know, I can't predict the future. All I know is he's going to walk out going, okay, well, you know, that team played pretty hard for him. And other people around the country will go, "Yeah, well, they, they still played hard.
0: <laughs> well, you're right, because you got to think beyond this season. Whenever Brian Harson's tenure at Auburn ends, you know what I mean, he wants to be able to keep his head up about the way his team performed and the fact that his kids fought. And not only for the fact that it's a pride thing, but it's a job employment thing too. Because when yeah. you have a team that completely – caves way on you, that means that the foundation there was not strong culturally within your building, that's for sure.
1: Right.
2: I'm not uh, not too excited about No. I'm going to watch. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious, man. I, I, you talking about dudes? They got them. They got them. Auburn does. Hey, Auburn's got a few. I will say, man, I, the defense is starting to at least resemble what I was expecting to see this year. I know I was harping highly on this defense coming in in the first three games. I was like, hey.
0: Yeah.
2: But they have more than held their own against what kind of offenses. I really don't know. We'll find out. this. I, I, what, what's, what, what worries me, concerns me about Georgia is the running game and how much – um, success Penn State had on Auburn. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that Georgia will have to throw the ball much, only to keep Auburn honest.
1: So. No,
0: i it, Lee, I think you hit it. I mean, I think they're going to try to emasculate you from the very beginning. And they're so deep. Mm-hmm. Cole can speak to this, and I think I heard him hit it on the Modcast yesterday. Georgia is so deep at every position on the defensive line. They rotate two or three different guys at various positions. Um, offensive line, you know, you take one out, you put the right, and you put another one in, they don't skip a beat. And then, like you said, at tailback, Jay Lee, I mean, two, three guys that are just coming at you. And obviously Stetson Bennett has been very efficient and effective within that scheme this year. Now they did have their worst performance of the season this past week against Missouri, my guess is they're gonna to want to make a statement in Athens to their fan base. They don't care. This this isn't for anybody else. You know what I mean? Was that at home? No, that was against. It was in Missouri. So Missouri in okay. Columbia. Yep. Now you're coming back home to Athens. You want to make a statement to your fan base. Thank you for showing up. This is what we're capable of each and every week. Continue to ride along.
2: What do, do you have it, Jayhead? What do you have? Thirty-five. Uh, Nothing. I'm telling you, it's going to be tough to move the football.
0: I just Jay Lee right now with the struggles that we have because everything that we scored on last week came off broken plays. Okay, it, it, we got big. We we got some explosive plays, but they were on bus in the secondary by LSU, where they came up. Kirby's going to have that defense very sound. They played sound all season. I don't expect that from them. Um. And I just think it's going to be really tough for us to move the football and score, especially when our field goal kicker has had some struggles in and of himself. Mm, mm, mm. And, look, I hope I'm wrong, but 35-0 is about what I see. I think we're going to get blanked. I think I, I said,
2: 28-7 was mine. Well, hell, I'm, I'm the I'm the optimist here. I've got Auburn scoring 10 points.
0: <laughs> and you may be right, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, second, third team gets in there. You know, yeah, I,
2: and I couldn't decide if it would be like on the first two possessions of the game because Auburn has had its success early on offense, and then it's or was it going to be a late scoring? You know, forty-one to three, and, and and Auburn scores a late touchdown, make it. I got it, forty-one to ten. I've, I've got.
1: I've seen enough execution to say that they could score. I don't think they're going to win by any means. I think they could score though, uh, just from watching the execution from the last game and even the Penn State game. I thought there was enough there to put it together to put some points on the board. I, and I think Robbie Ashford played as good as he's, you know, he played as good as he possibly can last week. Can he do it again? I don't know. I mean, no, he did, obviously.
2: It says a lot about where Auburn is right now when we're debating on whether or not Auburn's going to score and yeah. not whether or not they're going to win. Oh,
0: yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that speaks to the overall roster management of this
2: team. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, well, let's, uh, anybody got any how about you's this week? Mm,
0: Yeah. So we had a post this morning from, uh, I think it's techno 30. <laughs> and he said, <clears throat> it's going to be grimes. And in that he said, guys, this is a terrible hire. It's a lackluster hire, but J head slick talking self. will talk you into it and you'll be believing before it's done. So, <laughs> For anybody that's heard my vernacularly challenged accent, <laughs> for somebody to call me slick talking, I found that to be a real compliment. Slick. Okay. Yeah. If I'm that good. Okay. So there you go. How about you to you, brother? I
2: hear you.
0: Techmo thirty. A little little backside backhanded compliment there.
1: Nice Cole, Cole I, Cole I Pinkston? uh I'm I have one this week. And it is for Barn Boy Three. Okay. Oh, Barn Boy! I have met Barn Boy Three in person now, and uh good dude. And he's he's been real active with our uh, live shows, podcasts, and then joined us. So man, you know, sweet, good dude. Go. Welcome
2: to
1: he's been with us for a couple months, but yeah, he that that's kind of how he found us, I think.
0: Welcome to the fam, brother.
2: I
1: have uh, I, I've got I've got a few. Uh, I got to how about you to Opie,
2: 1224. He is a subscriber down in Fort Myers. He posted he was he was hit pretty hard by the oh, hurricane. Mm-hmm. W- Want to know him? We were still thinking about him. Uh, and then how about you to Cole Harris? Cole Harris posted what I was considering in my mind, which was the Jarquez Hunter Tank Bigsby debate, which we had a little bit on the yeah. podcast yesterday. He at least... He at least brought it up. Um, And I thought it was worth a discussion. Uh, uh, So how about you to Cole Harris? How about you to Teneconda? How about you to AU 8908? How about you to honk if you've coached for Bama? (laughs) Which, what, 15 years ago, that would have been a lot of folks. Uh, Yeah. How about you to construct Tiger, who also said something that I was thinking, that the national media was throwing Deion Sanders in the mix so that when Auburn doesn't hire him, Auburn's going to be, you know, the, the racist he'll be at Lee College. Uh, uh, how about you? For even bringing that up, because it did cross my mind, too. Like These people know that Deion Sanders is not going to be the head coach at Auburn, and yet they're, like, saying that he might. How about you to ASWE? How about you to McFraz? How about you to Rich McGlynn's Bulge? <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know why other than the name.
1: Yeah. How about you,
2: Rich McGlynn's Bulls? Although it was spelled incorrectly, but I'll let it pass. How about you, the Nova <laughs> Tiger, 256, and my Dingleberry of the Week, Poma mm. Oh, yeah.
0: No.
2: And I don't know if he was being sarcastic or what, but he <laughs> was uh, making a case for Burt Blylevin from Illinois. Yep. Oh,
1: B-L-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L-I-L B- B- L- M- <laughs>
2: Burt Blylevin was a hell of a pitcher for the Twins back in the 90s or 80s, one. And I remember that because he was on RBI Baseball on Nintendo, speaking of Tecmo 30. Oh, there you go. Y'all are too young to remember RBI Baseball. Oh,
0: no, I'm not. Okay. All right. Listen, man. Used to have nasty curveballs on that. (laughs) <laughs> Did he, was he the submarine pitcher? Yeah, he could bend it yeah. all the way out the strike zone, baby. Yeah, yeah.
2: he was scratching <laughs> his toes before he threw a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dingleberry, Palm Stakele, I, I also like saying that name, too, because I can pronounce it correctly. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm guessing, all right? All yeah. right, folks. Um, we'll end it there. i got to go get my son at some point. <laughs> Jeez, Louis. Hey, before we go, man, I want to say, if you're looking for a home in Auburn, Opelika area, Lee County, look no further than Jessica Andrews with EXP Realty. Five-star realtor, residential and investment properties. 334-704-4442. Give her a call. 334-704-4442. Appreciate everybody listening to the show. Y'all have a decent weekend. I'm not expecting a great weekend. Have a decent weekend. Lower your expectations. Let's see if Auburn can get the digits and... We'll be back Monday. Keith and I will be back Monday with Inside the 20. We'll have the recruiting Collins show. The call show during the season is whatever flies on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then Auburn will play Ole Miss next Saturday. Auburn, Georgia, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS Saturday. We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. Hey, we appreciate everybody listening, man. Go subscribe to Auburn Live on 3. Also, you're on our YouTube page right now. Hit that like and subscribe button. Hit that notifications button. Get those videos, get notified when those videos get uploaded. Appreciate everybody. Thanks so much for listening. For Zach in the back, for Jay Head, for Cole Pinkston, I'm Jeffrey Lee. I'll stay the left lane. See you.